Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We've bellied up to the bar today with, let's see all the things I can get in here, award-winning podcaster, actor, producer, look of what could be a James Bond level, uh, like, that's kind of the James Bond look, you know, like, you know, he could be in that, like, maybe not, you know, I don't mean this in a mean way, maybe not necessarily James Bond, but like, definitely like the guy who walks by and he's like it's 005 so we've got bellying up to the bar with us today coming all the way from the far left coast mr you're in cali right i'm in cali yeah because we're, we're gonna send life preservers and rafts to him at some point today we got hanging out with us mr cash hovey thanks sean absolutely good sir what are you anywhere near where all this uh like i just saw it on news i didn't realize how bad it was to us all the news today the re- oh yeah i'm uh it's been pouring all day like you guys have like the equivalent of a uh it looked like a hurricane like rolling i haven't out. heard any reports of a hurricane but it's really been coming down the last couple of days yeah they said like like sacramento is in like all kinds of bad shape like oh whoa there- no, i haven't heard that yeah no i've actually had a relative from carmel in town that but they've been in palm springs bad that was Palm Springs, but well, I guess like I just got back from Palm Springs. It was actually beautiful. I was there for Christmas and it was, uh, yeah, the sun was up. We played golf. It was great. Yeah. See, California is so odd to me. Like I'm not, like I spent my time out there was like 29 Palms and San Diego, very, you know, all the Marine Corps spots out there. Oh. But definitely when I was out, see, I was the guy when everybody was like, I love San Diego. I'm like, San Diego sucks. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm always in San Diego in May and June, like for some reason. That's when the Marine Corps sent me there. Right. So I got the May grays and the June glooms mm-hmm. when everybody else was like, this place is amazing. I'm like, nope, I got every shitty weather option that you could possibly have out there. But I appreciate you coming out and hanging with us tonight, brother. I know uh, you've got you've got your show cat on the air with cash, which we got rolling through the bottom of the screen. And that's cash with a K. Do a, little, do a little bit of house cleaning. And look, if you're finding us through cash, Please take a moment, share this to all your yard sale sites, all the places on Facebook or wherever it else that you listen, listen or watching us live. The goal here is always the same. Get kicked off of that yard sale site. You did not need somebody's used stuff anyway. So go ahead and find a way to get kicked off of that. As always, we've got sticker and a cause. And for those of you that are just joining us over my right shoulder, we got the big board. If you've got something you're supporting, maybe you have your own podcast, a band, you're doing a comic book. I don't care what it is. Whatever you've got, if you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Instagram, and TikTok, and our email, they're all the Above the Bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know what it is. I'll tell you where to send the sticker to. We'll read it here live on the air. I actually left today's sticker upstairs. i got to grab it here in a, in a moment. Maybe my wife will bring it down. We're at one of our favorite restaurants and bars out in uh, Vermont. They didn't have a sticker, but they had their beer label. So the guy gave me one of his beer labels. He's like, here, read about the beer label. So we're going to do that one when we get a moment. So make sure you, if you're in Vermont, check out the greatest name of any restaurant, Cash. You ready? Okay. Beer Naked Brewery. Beer Naked Brewery. Okay. I like well, it. Beer Naked Brewery on Hogback Mountain. <laughs> Does it get any better than that? I mean, that's it better than that. Yeah. <laughs> it covers all the bases. So make sure you're checking those guys out. Give them all your support. And look. Maybe your media needs to find out what it's like to be in Hollywood. Maybe your media is still back here in the Lucille Ball days and you need to upgrade it. Make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs, and that's D-I-B-S. Make sure you reach out and you tell Media by Dibs, you tell Dibs that you're here to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram as Media by Dibs. And if you look him up on LinkedIn, he's Andrew Dibble. All right. House cleaning is done, Cash. We're ready to go. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. 
I mean, we just, you're such a nice, like folks, you have no idea. Like cash is just a nice guy. Like he's one of the, he's been so great with all the posts that we put out. He's made comments. He shared, he's put them on his timeline. If you want to know what it's like to be a good guest, I feel like I'm a horrible guest when I go on people's shows. Cash is a good guest. So I appreciate that brother. I have to tell you that right off the bat. Well, I appreciate you having me on. So I do my part. It, it is, it is definitely a nice thing. So, You've been, you know, and I kind of hinted about this in the teaser for the show. You've been involved in Hollywood since 2005, about that time. Is that about right? I'd say professionally, yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up around it and, uh, you know, I made stuff when I was a kid. But I'd say professionally, that makes sense. Now, when you say you grew up around it, what do you mean? Well, yeah, well, my dad was a music executive. Um, you know, my mom had worked in television. So, and when you grow up in L.A., you're always around the industry. I mean, me and my friends were making movies with our camcorders. And, you know, I find these projects that we did. I mean, we were making movies with like Ashley Bell from Last Exorcist, Dylan Francis, who's a DJ, and uh, Michael Schumann from Queens of the Stone Age. I have movies. Yeah. That have oh, yeah. When we're little kids. We're just taking the camera around and doing our thing. And then, it, um, <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. You know, not, not name dropping or nothing. I mean, I mean not name dropping, but I mean, just hanging out, just hanging out with members of the Queens of the Stone Age before back in the Stone Age. Back in the Stone Age. Exactly. So, you know, everybody wants to get into Hollywood. At some point, I don't care who you are. Every kid at some point thought, well, I could do this and be famous or I could do that and get involved. What was it that, you know, obviously you're you, like you said, you were around these people that were in the industry or, or got into it. But what was it for you that made you say, OK, I'm going to, I'm going to go this route. You know, ever since I was a kid, I was always drawing and recreating scenes and dressing up. So I felt just, I mean, just whatever. I mean, I guess, you know, being a millennial, you kind of grew up with video games and television. So there was just, I was always imitating stuff on TV. And then I found other friends who were similar, like-minded. And so I think it was really when I was about 13 or 14 is when I'd started, you know, that, that was that age when, you know, we had already done some movies with friends and then it was starting to do plays. And then I was starting to meet more people who were, you know, actively in the industry. And then I ended up getting an agent. But uh, my, my thing was, is when I was, uh, when I was 15, I was already six foot. So they wanted older to play younger. So everyone thought I was a senior and not a freshman. So it wasn't until I was 17 that I started getting cast, cast like my, like, okay, good. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. See, like, I, I wouldn't even know what it would be like to, I'm five, see, I'm at the opposite problem. I'm five, five, I'm five, seven and a half mm -hmm. where everybody else in my family is like six, two, six, 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 four. And then there's me. Oh, so did you all me? <laughs> <laughs> I got all, I got oh. all for being short. I no, I know it was an, I didn't want you to feel, no. but no, that's great. So, so what was some of the first, like you, you're talking about this. So, you know, your dad being in the music industry, did, you, did that help you as far as like an in with some of this stuff? Like being able to say, oh, well, hey, my dad is, you know, how about you talk to me? Did that help in any way? You know, you th it's, it's interesting how that happens. I mean, my parents were very, th there's only so much, I mean, parents and people that, you know, they can open the doors for you. Right. And I mean, even knowing certain people, just, you know, you grow up around certain people or you look at, oh, you know, you're friends with so-and-so, why don't you talk to them? It, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, it is a very competitive industry too. So if a lot of people, if you're hanging out with someone famous thinking that's an end, just know you really have to, I mean, just from experience, it's really making that decision. Am I just going to be someone's friend or do I want to do my own thing? And, you know, being someone's friend can open so many doors, but it, like I said, it gets competitive. So People will help you so far, but then you really have to, I think, establish yourself on your own. But I mean, definitely. I mean, my parents were very adamant about my education. So, you know, I still went to college. I uh, studied a lot. And whenever they were, whenever there was something to be done, I mean, yeah, my dad or mom had no problem introducing me or opening a door for me. But then it's, you know, you really have to be able to follow through and deliver. You, you just got a great compliment. I have to go ahead and put this up. So. My my wife and I were looking to, to adopt a new a new puppy, and she says, "Love the name Cash with a K." And that's, folks, if you want to find him again, it's on the air with Cash, and that's K A dollar sign H. But that's our future pet's name. I I'm gonna say that's a pretty good compliment. You that's know? pretty good compliment. Hey, you know, uh, I mean, named their kid after me, and now I'm getting pets. It's cool. I get it. Now, 
was it your kid that they named after you? I mean, was that? I mean, oh, so actually, yeah, someone did name their kid after me that I knew. Yeah. Okay, I was just like, it didn't require DNA testing or anything. Oh no, 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 no! It was a guy friend of mine who okay, just named his son Cash. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Just like want to make sure it wasn't like, yeah, he named it. They named the kid. And, oh, he kind of looks like you. I'm going to name him Cash now. <laughs> yeah. No, no, trust me, it's not. It's not me. I have nothing to do with it. So, so, what was your? I mean, did you think that you know, getting into Hollywood and getting into those pieces, did you think that this was going to be like, hey, I'm in here now, I'm going to be like, you know, give it a couple of weeks, I'm figuring. Brad Pitt, you know, Meryl Streep, I'll be, I'll be opposite of them any day now, you know, and, and the Oscars will roll in and I'll just, you know, like, was that your initial thoughts? You know, what was your thought going into those pieces? I think, gosh, that kind of happened. I think cause when I was, yeah, when I was like 12, 13, I think middle school was really when I was being, um, when I was pursuing it the most or was interested. So I was, it was really watching stuff, studying different actors and different producers, getting inspired. It was more like if, Hey, I mean, I would love to work with, you know, some of the people that you just named, that would be a dream come true. And then I think the closest I got to, it, I remember being about 15, 16, like right when I got in, you do think, Oh, you know, great. You know, I got an agent. This is going to be, you know, you know, this is going to be easy or whatever. And I think everyone goes through that initial initially. And then you realize, Hey, you know, it's competitive. And then, I mean, there was actually, we joke, there was someone who I ran into recently and he was, because we were, um, he was always booking the stuff that I would go up for. Like they would want to hire me for a job, but because like I said, I was underage, they would end up booking him, but you know, he's very talented and you know, he, he was a music, great musician. So it was, necessary i feel like looking back and it was just like yeah you know he deserved those and that was cool so it was it's funny to like i, I ran into him years later I'm like oh dude what what's up and then so um there's that and then I, you know i remember being in an acting class and i remembered being i think was, i just graduated from high school i went to an acting class and that's where i started to really meet people who were you know i mean i, I mean everyone people born in LA, come to LA, but there were a lot of people who were like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the next Brad Pitt by this time next year. And I'm going to, oh yeah. And I mean, that was definitely a thing that was thrown around. And then, you know, I had the experience of actually, you know, being around certain people and being in the industry and, you know, it's not as easy as a lot of people think, but I've just always kept an open mind. I'm like, Hey, you know, if something happens great. I mean, like, I, I mean, here's an example. Like I, cause I went through cycles. I did some stuff around college time then I took a break and went the more the agency route and producing. And then I got back into it uh, through the agency job. Uh, someone had ma started managing me. We were collaborating. I would do this project and I find out the day I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it in this movie. And they're like, oh, no, show up to set. And by the way, we got Shannon Doherty to play opposite you. And to me, that was like, you know, growing up watching 902 and Owen Charm, like, dude, that was like a dream come true. So it's it's funny how those things happen, you know, dude, like. Like that's definitely, I mean, see, you went 90210. I would have went, uh, doggone, um, God, I'm, no, I almost said craft, but, um, God, charm. charm. I almost charm, said the yeah. craft, but see, I was thinking more charm. I wasn't, wasn't a 90210, you know, I was more of like in the Alyssa Milano a lot. I got you. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, still, I mean, even with 90210, because it was so around, like when I was a little kid, it was just everyone. Like, oh, yeah, that's the street from 90210, or that's this, or that's the school. It was, or, oh, there's the spelling mansion. You know, people were always pointing out the spots from the show. So just, oh, that's so hilarious. Yeah, I guess, that, see, that makes sense. Like, I grew up in Baltimore. Yeah. And all of our shows are horrible things that are happening in our city as it's burning down around your ears. Oh, so yeah. you can be like, oh, look, that's where Homicide Life on the Street filmed that. Oh, that's where The Wire did this, or The Corner did that. Yeah, it was exactly nothing like it i know ours is horrible they every i always say that the reason baltimore is the way it is nine out of ten times is because they've done so many shows about the city about mm -hmm. horrible things right that people feel like they have to live up to that image so yeah. and look i mean well you might know who do you know pa have you met patty? Hello, patty hi patty well this is nathan so patty actually got nathan who's oh it's nathan our, oh sorry okay one yeah. of our great guests Nathan's helped me a ton of times and Patty actually is getting him into the ghost hunting world. She was on here. Oh, no. What? Yeah. I know Patty. Yeah. We're she, the same. Yeah. Yep. She's awesome. well, that's how, how we met was through uh, Lisa. Lisa. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And Lisa is amazing. Everybody go check out. Uh, Lisa, Lisa has her promotion coming in blanking in my head right now. Her PR Link company. PR. It's Link, what is it again? 
L Y N K link PR link PR. Please go check them out. If you're looking for guests, Lisa is amazing. She's so easy to deal with just oh, a yeah. phenomenal, great person. Um, so, but now you've got, you've taken as an, like I said, I saw, looked on your IMDB. If I remember right, 10 directing five producing, you've won awards. I mean, you've been, you know, you've done both sides of the camera. What was it like? And, and like you just said, you know, here's Shannon Doherty. We all have an image of meeting celebrities. And we've also heard that saying, never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. What was some of the experiences? And you ain't got to say names. I like names, but you got to say names. But what was it, your experience as you were coming up? You know, was there anybody who you were expected to be like, hey, I always see this person on TV. They're rough and they're grumbly. But when you met them, they were just a big teddy bear and you were like, Oh, this is great. Like they're super nice person. Oh yeah. There, uh, gosh, there's been a few. Um, that's typically how it is. You know, you see people who are so intimidating and um, who else? Well, actually, actually um, someone who's a, a Carrie Ellis from the princess bride. I remembered he, I remember seeing him at a party. This is when I was a kid too. I was at a party with my parents and I, and I knew who he was. And then about a, a few months later, uh, we were at another party that he was at and I was like really into Kubrick at the time. And, um, you know, I was going to my Kubrick face. So I was dressed up a uh, clockwork orange. I love you. You just became a new best friend. <laughs> I love clockwork orange. Oh, great movie. Yeah. And you know, it carries English and he, um, he, he actually came up to me and said, Hey mate, I love your costume. And I'm like, dude, you were like my first costume ever. And he was like the sweetest guy. He like, he was like, Oh, let's get a picture. So someone took up, it was like, there were Polaroids at this party. I didn't, I didn't get that picture, but there was a, over the years we've taken a bunch. So we've made up for that. And he's been a guest on my show. So, but that was one of those things too, where, you know, he was someone who, you know, I growing up watching Princess Bride numerous times. And then, and it was funny because even after that, I was a kid and then I bumped into him. Uh, gosh, I, maybe it was about 10 years later at another, and we ended up just talking for like an hour and we've stayed in touch ever since, you know, he's doing some stuff in LA. He always shoots me a text. So it's uh, it, it's cool when that happens. So he made one of my coworkers swoon, swoon, swoon. He made Carrie Ellis made one of my old coworkers completely swoon. Like this is a woman who is when I say meaner than a box of rattlesnakes, uh-huh. I love Joanne to death. She's great. She's like super into heavy metal and all that kind of stuff. He was, I used to work for Amtrak and he was on the train uh-huh. and he was sitting in business class and she wouldn't go talk to him. And like, cause she was so nervous. And one of the other conductors went like, Hey, she's really, he walked up and just like repeated some lines. Uh-huh. From the princess bride. And she was, <laughs> she was done. I love it. I've heard nothing but good things about that. She, he just ended her. She was uh-huh. like, she's like, I'm done. I can't work today. I cannot work at this point. That's so <laughs> cool though. Now do you, I, you mentioned clockwork orange. I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. Do you have a favorite clockwork orange line? I have one that I, I still use to this day. If I'm in a situation, do you have a favorite line? Oh God. It's so quotable. To, uh, there's, um, gosh, what, I mean, that was actually my first movie. We recreate, we put certain things in there, kind of like how Quentin Tarantino did with his, but you know, um, Oh, my Devochka or the all in out and out doobie doo. There it is. Yeah, there's the old in, out, and out. Yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best line is when he's showing the flashcards and it's the thief coming through the window and the woman's got the towel. Yeah. And he goes, no time for the old in and out love. Just came to read the meter. <laughs> I love that is one of my favorite lines. He's actually another one. I There was I, there was a family friend. Uh, they were they were English and they there was this event at the British consul's house. This is like my first year in college and they invited me. And it was just kind of one of those things. I but. Malcolm turned around and my friend's mom knew him like, Oh, you know, Hey, this is cash. And he, I was like, Oh my God. So we ended up, he was another one. I just had a, he was really just a humble guy. Just said, Hey, you know, I love your work. And we talked for a little bit and he was super cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I've thought about this and and I'd love to get your feelings on it. Most actors aren't comfortable. And this is my thoughts. Aren't fully comfortable with who they are. So pretending to be somebody else is easier. So when you meet them, a lot of them are shyer people. They're not very boisterous. Has that been a lot of your experience? I feel, um, hmm. let's see. 
yeah, I've really had such great experiences with people, to be honest. I mean, even, um, oh gosh. I mean, I, I mean, I remember meeting Mark Wahlberg when I was like, again, like 15 and I, he was, he, I just was, I was like really into Paul Thomas Anderson. I'd watched Boogie Nights a bunch of times and I told him I was Vin. He actually pulled me aside and just talked to me for a little bit and just said, Hey, you know, I, I really appreciate that man. And you know, I hope to see you out there someday. So he was, you know, and I bumped into him a couple times over the years and he's always just a sweet guy. I haven't, it's, yeah, I, I find that way too. Or there, or there are certain people who are, I've noticed there are certain comedians I've met who you, they have such a, you know, loud energy, but then sometimes they're, a little more reserved and more shy. I don't really want to talk to people or they're not like how they appear on screen sometimes. So, so, and that kind of feeds into the other thing I want to talk about, which is your podcast. Got about 124, 127 episodes of that in the, in the bag. You know, it's on the air with cash and that's K a dollar sign H mm-hmm. on the air with cash. And that's, am I pronouncing your last name? Is it Hovey or who? Yeah. Hovey. I want to make sure I wasn't butchering that. I butcher last names all the time. <laughs> so and make sure you're looking up cash. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram. He's got about 14 different Instagrams to include a fan page. I was impressed by that. I don't oh, know why <laughs> I don't know why Nathan hasn't started a fan page for the above the bar yeah. podcast. You know, yeah, they keep bringing up. I mean, every now and again, they'll I'll get tagged in something. For, I'm like, oh, my gosh, where they find this picture? <laughs> where that, where oh, this so great. But you've got a fan page. I mean, so you're you're doing it with the with the podcast. As you were moving into to getting into that and interviewing celebrities, did it come up like, well, heck, I've met so many nice folks, the opportunity to do this. But is that where that comes from? Actually, let's see. Well, I had started. It was one of these about a year before the pandemic is when I started getting into podcasts. I've been working with some com uh, some comics from uh, the uh, the comedy store. And we were working on a pilot and then, so I, you know, we'd work and then we were, and then we go to their shows. And I mean, one night we were just there and Bob Saget showed up and did a set. Joe Rogan did a set when he coming showed up and did a set. So it was one of the, and then I'd start getting in a podcast. I like that dynamic of where, you know, cause I love Rogan and Whitney Cummings and like, you know, they're friends and they do each other's shows. And so I was watching both of their podcasts a lot and getting into it leading up to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic happened, it was, I mean, that's, it was basically work from home. So we were doing a lot of Instagram lives and, and actually one of the, another person who was an influence was uh, Michael Rosenbaum. He played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Yes. Yeah. And it was one of these things. So I was working, um, I was at over, uh, I was working on voiceover with him and he had told me about his podcast. And again, it was right when I was getting into it and I was, I'd listened to it on the way to work and I'm like, you know, I just really love the engagement you have. And, I mean, he had Beverly D'Angelo on and I, we, I had just met her as well too. And she later became, was a guest on my show. And it was just the way that he, um, he engages with his guests really knew his, um, it was an admirer of their work and their friends. So I really, that's where I started studying the art form of it. And so it started off as this thing with, you know, me and my friends during the pandemic to, you know, so we could all just stay connected and do something. And then later on that year, my, um, the old studio, I still have it. It's a, it was a glass sign that says uh, lights up. It says on air with cash. I just, it doesn't, um, I need to do something about the wall so that the the light looks proper on camera. I, I still have it. My dad gave that to me as a birthday gift that year. And so I took it as a sign. So like, cool. you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the studio and we're doing this. So yeah, it's, it made me want to get into the podcasting. So it's funny you bring up Michael Rosenbaum. I just saw a, uh, a comment from him where they asked him about what he want to reprise that role as Lex Luthor in the DCU. And he said, absolutely. I would love to see some of those Smallville characters come into the, were you a fan? Like I got to ask that question and Nate, I'll get to your question. Nate has the most important question of all times. Um, but do you ever, you know, are you into the whole DC Marvel, any of that? Or is it kind of, do you feel like they're beating a dead horse at this point? I'm, I'm still a fan of the movies. I mean, I know what you mean. I mean, the thing is they do, I mean, I, I even just growing up, I mean, like with the dark Knight and everything it was, you had to, or with star Wars. I mean, I remember being a little kid when they um, re-released the originals. And then when the prequels came out, you had to wait three years, but now it's, I feel like I, I you know, you can catch up at any time or they're always mm-hmm. before I even know. So it's, I mean, I, they're very enjoyable. And I mean, I still, you know, love going to the movies and, 
um, yeah, so I mean, I'll always go and see. And I really, um, Dark Knight, uh, the DC, Marvel, Iron Man. I mean, I, I love all those movies and those characters. And yeah, I mean, Michael, I guess he does uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Michael Rosenbaum does. And so, yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, I think they should try to bring him back into DC. That, that's going to be what keeps me out of Hollywood right there is Guardians of the Galaxy. I have an entire yeah. diatribe that I get into that I love all the characters from the Guardians. But I'm an mm -hmm. old school comic book guy. Like you can't see it behind the camera right now, but I have things like uh, CG Seed, Adam Warlock books. I have the first appearance of Thanos, the set, the first full story of Thanos. I've got uh, the my personal favorite cover, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, with uh -huh. a Speedy with a heroin needle. That's it. Like that was an actual done by Neil Adams. They have all these things behind me. So when I watch these. I know the history of the characters and look, he, everybody's like, James Gunn knows all those comic books. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He ain't never read a guardians of the galaxy a day in his life. People are like, yes, yes. I'm like, do we want to get into this? And I, I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've been cussed out on social media. And I normally just go at this point. I obviously know that I've gotten my argument correct. Cause you've gone to, to violence and ignorance, but yeah, I'm a mm. big, I'm a, see, that's the dork in me. That's my big dorkness. So, you know, I got to throw that out there. But Nate has an important question. At these Hollywood gatherings, what is your go-to food? Oh, gosh. I love sushi. Um, I love um, pizza. What else do we have? Gosh. Uh, love Vietnamese food, too. And there's uh, they've oh, opened some great restaurants. Now. Yeah. I love. Have you had Viet Cajun? I haven't had Cajun yet, no. No, Viet Cajun. Was Viet Cajun? So that's a big thing in Houston now because they okay. have a very large Vietnamese population in Houston. It's been there for a long time, post-Vietnam. And okay. they've kind of married it with Cajun food, which is also big in Houston because it's right. right there. And they've created an entire genre of food called Viet Cajun. Okay. And I've had it. We have a place here called Union in Albany, New York. That has that kind of Viet It's so good, so right. Good. Okay, all right. I'm not. Right. That's that's gonna be on my note. I just moved them in. A, literally, everything's walkable, so they're always open. So I Viet Cajun. I'm gonna have to look that up. Viet Cajun. Uh, it's a must. Uh, there, like I tell people, and there's a fat kid that lives in my soul. You could actually, if you want to start doing a lot of movies again, you need to come to Albany. Like that HBO Gilded Age. That's uh -huh. here. That's like. Okay. That, down the street from from the house, that one. Um, it's an older movie, but Salt with uh, Salt was done here in Albany. Okay, all right, yeah, I know it's it's Albany. amazing. There's so many productions all over the yeah. where you'd least expect it. Because this is the first time hearing about all. I knew Atlanta and uh, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, but um, yeah, that doesn't yeah, surprise me. I mean, here's stuff of Wyoming, Colorado. So, yeah, we're in New York. You've got um, New York is is friendly to all the Hollywood pieces to the puzzle so they've got that but troy is is an older city harrison ford just did a movie some movie here like he was just oh, finishing oh, oh. yeah they've got all that stuff going on down here um there it is iron ironweed was just done here um, ironweed okay he he just did ironweed which is based on a book and if, i think it was gary that uh mm -hmm. the writer is from albany uh that wrote ironweed and we even have a bourbon uh company that has has all the stuff called iron weed. So okay. getting back, getting back. I told you we're gonna make left turns, brother. I told you. <laughs> but getting, hey, back on, getting back on track. So as you're getting ready and you're 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 you know all these folks, you and I saw that, that you had interviewed Whitney Cummings. I'm going to admit it now. I know my wife was watching, but I definitely have a crush on Whitney Cummings. I would I would I do not have the confidence enough to date a Whitney Cummings because I feel like she would just bust my chops the entire time. But I love her interviews. I've seen her on uh, Two Bears, One Cave. I've seen her on Joe Rogan. I've seen her on so many different things. She's amazing. How did it – what was your approach, though? Because a lot of us out here who do podcasts or want to get into podcasting, we want those bigger names. We want those people like you're mentioning. Even if, you know – they were, you know, I think Whitney Cummings is still just, she's still on the top of the comedy game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just saw her on, I think it was the Netflix thing I just saw. I just saw her on something. But um, mm -hmm. 
what was you know your approach to some of these folks not wanting to hurt friendships possibly to be like hey would you come on my show not wanting you know worried about that rejection of somebody being like man i ain't coming on your podcast i ain't got time for that what was your approach to those folks well to her that that was actually an interesting thing so we i mean, think to just being in la it's it's i mean and i've definitely reached out to people where you know, it's, it's that long road to know, basically. And I mean, I've like, I mean, there's someone that I knew and I texted and they were like, oh, you know, yeah, get in touch with my people. And then, of course, you know, we our team reaches out and then, the, oh, they're not a bit. It's like and then they and then, of course, this person being the person that they are, I was like, oh, hey, how to go with my. It's like, you know how it went. dude. It's like, so, you know, you do get a lot of these. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When they have the. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know. So, I mean, there was like what? So, you know, whatever it happens. But uh, Whitney, actually, that was an interesting story because there's. Um, and again, this is for, for me, it was just kind of getting up, doing the podcast here. You can't be afraid to fail. You know, you're going to hear a bunch of no's before a yes comes along. I mean, we submit constantly. We don't always hear back. Sometimes we get re rejected, but then uh, the Whitney thing, actually, that was an interesting thing because I'd done more in studio. I've only had maybe a handful of friends come over and, uh, and then I, I actually started doing some live stuff, like for some fest, some film festivals and, um, that I've been involved with. So as it happened, Whitney was getting honored with this award. Uh, it was the it's called the Rodney Respect Award. Like they've given it to Tim Allen and Jim Carrey, people who have, you know, were um, who Rodney had mentored. And it was interesting because uh, so that was happening at the Skirball Center here in L.A. And it was the L.A. City College Foundation uh, Gala. And I guess they uh, Rodney had donated to them. And there's like a hall named after him. And so the awards, they were presenting it to Whitney. Now I actually um, did my under did um, the undergrad or the uh, associate's degree. I got my associate's degree from LA City College, so I was an alum. Um, I got submitted to go, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, we'd love to have you, you know, come and have some words with Whitney." I'm like, "That would be a dream come true. Let's do it." So it, it you know, it helps. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things. Like I'd seen her live, I'd met her before in the past, but then it was like really one of those things where you know, I just I showed up. They were very accommodating, and you know, Whitney came and people were kind of doing the, you know, just doing the interviews and I just waited and then we, we had a great moment. And then she actually, she gave me a compliment. She told me I was really nice. And I was like, okay. And you know, that's on camera. We took some pictures and yeah, then just her stories were incredible too. I mean, she got up on stage and it was actually fun. It's it, and it, the cool thing about her too, is I was watching her speech and she was talking about how her dad was always telling jokes and then she said, so the first time she saw Caddyshack, she's like, Oh man, there was this loud guy in like rainbow, uh, pants and he's telling all my dad's jokes and i'm telling my dad dude dad we got to get a lawyer this guy's plagiarizing you and he goes oh yeah this is this guy rodney dangerfield he's so her dad was always quoting rodney dangerfield and saying his jokes oh. <laughs> and then she saw caddyshack and saw his movie shit and i'm like dude that was so my dad i mean i can remember my dad just telling jokes and then he, he introduced us to like caddyshack and back to school that same summer i'm like oh that's where we heard it and that's where we got the references so it's it was cool <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Here, my buddy George, he's got uh, the Outlaw podcast. he got all these podcasters checking you. He says every unasked question is a no. Absolutely. Like, you know, you got to be willing to get out there and, and ask people, you know, to, to be guests. Absolutely. So you but you've had a pretty good plethora uh, of well-known folks on, on your show. Um, who's some of the ones that, you know, Obviously, I brought up Whitney because I am a fan personally. Who's oh, yeah. some of the other folks that have that have stood out for you that maybe even when they did say yes, that you were like, oh, shit, they said yes. Who's some of the ones for you? Oh. Well, uh, well, Carrie, definitely. He had just had this movie with Brooke Shields come out. It was um, A Castle for Christmas, which is on Netflix now. So, I, you know, I, it was coming up. I just texted him. He said, you got it. Let's. Uh, and he he put me in touch with his people and his people were very accommodated. They said yes. And. You know, we so we arranged it. We did the interview, and then even um, and Beverly as well, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, and that was an interesting thing because I had met her around the same time as Rosenbaum, and they had uh, he she'd been a guest on his show, and we 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 kept wanting to do it, um, but you know our schedules kept conflicting. Like she'd get booked on something that I get booked on something. So as it happened, it just I think it was a few months ago, and it was really one of those episodes where we really just opened up, and I learned so much about her. She learned so much, and she actually called me the day before, and we talked for about an hour before we went on just to talk 
you know, about where to, where to go with things and stuff that we were going to bring up. And so, and she's just someone who's really been there. And it, it was one of the, it just, that was a conversation that went on for, so Biz Griswold, of course. Exactly. And then, um, and she just has so many fascinating stories. Even she talks about booking that role. And before that, just her, what her life was in the sixties and seventies. And it's just really, when you watch that episode, you really just see the evolution and that journey that she went through. And I think we both kind of took a journey on that one. Well, I mean, let's let's call it Beverly D'Angelo bombshell, bombshell. Oh, through yeah. I mean, just you know, stunning woman, still beautiful to this day. I mean, it, but wow, I mean, that's so cool to me. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a little starstruck for you. I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I, I get starstruck too. It's cool. I mean, you, you, we are in this world. You know, you, you start talking to folks. I, I've I've interviewed enough, enough people where I'm like, I have talked to Olympians and people are like, what? I'm like, they're just, they're Olympians. They've won gold medals. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, I mean, I've talked to Cash Hovey and he's on his own <laughs> show called on, on the air with Cash. I mean, you've got to, you've got to go check the guy out, you know, now, how often is your show coming out? Let's see, uh, well, we, we took a little break uh, during the holidays and, um, but we're, we're looking to ramp up again uh, this month. Um, you know, we have a few people we're scheduling. So it's really sometimes we get a lot of interviews or just, you know, a publicist will reach out like, oh, you know, we have so-and-so and they're trying to promote this. Do you have any room? And so we do our best to accommodate. And then, but, you know, even with me, it's like, you know, I do other things too. I mean, I, this year was a busy year too with some acting. And then I got, actually, I got invited to co-host. That was another thing because during the holidays, um, there's a show out here called Good Day Live. They film it in Brentwood. It's on Amazon. They stream it live on Amazon, Sway TV. And so it's like a daytime show with my show, with my friend Michelle Murad and her um, her partner on the show was out that week, so they asked me to fill in, and I brought some cool guests, and that was fun to just to do a live show. And I think it's a good balance because you know, and she's someone who, because because I mean, I I can be animated and do my own thing, and, and but with her, she's such an animated person. I mean, I don't know why she doesn't have multiple <laughs> shows or movie deals. I mean, I think I mean she's like really on that point right now where she's about to get discovered i mean she just gets out there and her energy is so great so i felt like in that it's like okay you know this is like this is her zone and so i'm just kind of going to be more of the um i, I guess like I, what i'm saying is i go into search to everything's a little bit different where it's like you know it's like okay so this is like her show and i'm kind of you know i'll, I'll be more like the sidekick or like the no, i want to say like straight just kind of more the more reserved or whatever and i'll throw in my quips every now and again but like let her kind of control it with her energy and i so it's fun to do that balance too like you know you do your thing That's i'll cool. do this you come on my show and we'll do it a different way well i saw all your 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 posts about being being on there in the morning show i was going to ask you about that if that was going to be a more regular thing if that was something that that you've kind of gotten into and it's going to keep going on or if it was a a short-term piece i didn't know which which way that was going well, yeah. So. well on that, yeah well that was um the co-star the 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 co-anchor Kyle Trueblood, who's so talented, good friend. I mean, he's been so supportive of me and Michelle. He uh, he was out uh, that week, so they asked me to fill in. But I mean, they're all friends of mine, so it's one of those things where if they need, you know, I'm I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always down to work with my friends. So if I'm ever needed again, I'm happy to go on and help. And I've talked to Kyle and Michelle about other projects that we'd like to do. So. And that's that's the thing I like about them and a lot of people that I know is everyone's a producer, everyone's a director, everyone. You really have to wear all hats nowadays. I mean, just look at us right now. It's like, you you know, you you too, uh, Sean, you know, you're producing and starring in your own show. And I know it's, you know, you direct and you do all the other stuff. So, I mean, you have to you have to wear so many different hats. And so that's uh, that's been the good thing about a lot of the people I've gotten to work with and collaborate with. You definitely learn a lot. I was actually a great segue. Like you were reading my mind for a minute. You you talked about because the other side you have to be is you have to be your own technology person also. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. said you were doing some some lives and going places. Do you for yourself? Do you have the lives that you've done? Are you bringing your own gear? Are they setting up for you? I, I really you know because like I said I I don't know the California piece to it, and I am gonna kind of play a little stupid here for a minute and that Hollywood side mm -hmm. to it how does that work for you when you're going to do lives? Are you bringing your own gear or are they having it set up for you? Oh yeah. Um, well, when I really started doing that, uh, the, uh, the festival that I was actually, they just released uh, the interviews. 
uh, that was the Burbank Film Festival, uh, Burbank International Film Festival. It was at the Burbank Marriott. And they had a crew. They just wanted me to be the host. So there were a few movies that uh, they wanted like a mediator to or a moderator to, um, you know, kind of introduce the cast after the movie played, ask some questions, do a Q&A. And then closing night, uh, Christine Lakin, who was, uh, she she was on Step by Step. She played Patrick Duffy's daughter, and that was a show that I grew up watching in the nineties. And yes, oh yeah, and so and you know she's had this epic career. You know she's another one. She went to college, got her degrees, and then she um, but she directs for all the hit shows. You know Step by Step. Yeah, that was TGIF was ABC. She directs for like the Goldbergs and a bunch of shows really? uh, for ABC. Well, too. Oh yeah, so she's um, in for Apple TV, and so uh, she was the main host that evening. So I got to interview her and like uh, Autumn Reeser and uh, Mike Manning. I mean, there were so many um, uh, just great people at that. So that one, they provided their own crew. And th there are times where, you know, just being in the industry enough where I can, you know, pick up a phone and be like, hey, you know, do you want to collab on this? We can do this. But then I do have, you know, a camera and gear if I just want to go and get it. Like, that's what I did with um, uh, Danny Trejo had a new book. And it, that, again, that was at the Skirball Center. They asked me to come down. So I got to have uh, some, uh, I got to talk with him and uh, Ed Begley Jr. And uh, really, again, just great people as well. I mean, Danny was just a, is such a nice guy and uh, very humble, very open about his story and um, his career. And, you know, he's worked with a lot of people who are friends of mine. So we, um, so yeah, that made for a good conversation. And so that was just, yeah, I mean, I just brought the setup. I have a wireless mic and actually this is just what I got here. You can get one of these on Amazon. Let's see. Oh, here you go. There you go. And it's really cool. You know, you get this. This is an M20. You can get it on Amazon. And it's, it's this. It's just a mic. And then you plug this. You take this piece and you put it in right at the bottom of your iPhone. And you turn it on and it, it connects. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. And, so you're and, on the go. It's great. Yeah. I mean, and you, you know, if, you're, if you've been doing this as long with that many episodes, you start acquiring so much gear. And that was what I was curious. Like if you were, you can't see it, I'll have to show you one day. Like I have like a, a travel bag and a backpack. Like I can, if somebody calls me and says, Hey, I need you to do a live. I only need to take the laptop that we're on right now, unplug it and the power cord, stick it all in a bag. And I've got an entire setup for travel. So absolutely. You have Nate, oh yeah. Nate, Nate's ready to hook you up. He's got NFL guests. Right. He's a big, He's big with some Ravens players. He's helped us get some uh, NFL players. And, Very cool. Uh, oh, you know, you, Sasha Mitchell was oh, hilarious. Sasha Mitchell, oh, yeah. Yep. Code man, the code man. Oh, that's too funny. So, you know, I, I you definitely are, have touched with some of these. And, and funny you bring up Danny Trejo. I just saw enough. He's an interest. Like, I would have to say he's one I would love to interview because mm -hmm. he just seems like such a down-to-earth person who's done some very undown to earth things in his life. Mm -hmm. Like he's been involved. He, I saw something with him recently where he's like, I don't get these actors at these method actors and they want to get so into a, a part. He's like, we go to lunch and somebody wants to yell at me like, Hey man, give me that salt. And he's like, who are you talking to right now? Like, like, would you like the salt? Can you say please? And all I can think to myself is some of these like, like guys that like, like Danny Trejo's done dirt. Like he's done real dirt. Like, oh, please yeah. don't talk to that man that way. Please, mm -hmm. please don't make him snap. And then we all got to be like walking around with free Danny shirts on. Please don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't put that man in that spot. So what are some of the things that you've got coming up uh, that, you know, obviously, you know, you've got the podcast, you've got some directing things that you're doing and producing things that you're still doing, but what do you got coming up here in, in in 2023 i mean it's you know it's day four of 2023 what's oh, coming yeah. up i mean that's crazy to even think it's already four days into it we're 96 four hours into in. the new year i know <laughs> 96 it's hours down into it. so, <laughs> yeah, so what know, do you, we what's had a, you got coming up well we shot a movie uh last summer i last i heard they're editing it so maybe we'll see it out this year and then uh there's another project we started filming in november uh, we did the pitch for it. Uh, we submitted it to a festival. There's some interest. So we're looking to get that rolling in the spring. Um, and then, yeah, we did. Where, where, 
And then there's another project too. We did um, a photo shoot for, and I'm supposed to meet with the producers in the next month or two. So it's, you know, honestly, life's good. You know, I just, I moved at the end of the year and then I just set up the new studio and, you know, we're just, I'm just ready to work. You know, we're taking, you know, I've, I've worked contacting at different film festivals. Uh, they want some more content. So I'm just, and that's the beauty of LA and right now, just like what you said about with having your own studio, there's people who, you know, just really, you can call and be like, Hey man, you know, I got this great idea for something or, and, and I feel, and, and a lot of things is, you know, you need to go through um, some losses, can't be afraid of failure. I mean, I've definitely, you know, even, I mean, it's things go in cycles too. I mean, sometimes I've had good relationships and stuff with people and all of a sudden there's disagreements about a project and then someone pulls out of it. And, you know, you have to go through that and understand how, you know, how it works sometimes. So I'm really fortunate for a lot of the lessons and a lot of the people that I've had, but I feel like right now I've just really had a lot of um, uh, great friends, great people in the industry that, um, that I believe in, that I want to see succeed. And I feel like, yeah, we're all a family. We all uh, look out for each other. You just, I, I don't even know how I piece this together, but you just said something that was the first time that I realized it. I think we all think of Hollywood as this, especially like, I can go upstairs right now. Eat, well, I got two TVs in front of me. I can turn my TVs on and I can watch eight episodes of the new season of whatever. You know, I, I'm i a big Letter Kenny fan. I can watch all, all – if you can get me Jared Kelso, um, I, I mean, I'll pay pretty good for Jared to come on my show. I'm just letting you know. That's Wayne from okay. Letter Kenny. Um, but, you know, I can turn it on. And we almost think that Hollywood is this instantaneous thing. But – you know, listen to you. Hey, I filmed a movie last year. It's still being edited now. I'm supposed to meet with producers for a photo shoot, you know, in a couple of months, month or two. So it really is, you know, it, it's a longer game than I think most of us realize. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Nothing happens overnight. I mean, I've had a few. And, and it's interesting how certain things just come in a flow. Like I said, like that Shannon Doherty movie. Um, we I, I shot that. Then the. Um, the person who produced it was my manager at the time. And I was so impressed how they put everything together. And then during that shoot, uh, they were writing something else and had me in mind for the star. So we went literally, they wrapped that movie. Then we went right into this other movie, which was, it was uh, this movie called Jack and cocaine. I played Jack who's uh, dealing with addiction and living on the streets of LA. So we went literally went right into that after the holidays. And, um, and then there was, yeah, it just seemed like there was a, a good string of stuff. Then, you know, then it was more producing for a bit. And then, I mean, this past year, I was so surprised in some of the work that we, we happened. I mean, out of the, I, I did this, uh, this annual festival that I do. And then I get a text um, from a friend of mine who we had her on the show. Her name's Kansas Bowling. She did. She actually played one of the Manson girls in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You, she's in the, like every shot of the ranch her and her sister were on there, but I hadn't, you know, and she was someone who, when I started really like around the time when Jack and cocaine came out and I was, you know, really kind of hustling and, and I discovered the indie circuit too here in LA. Like I encourage people go to festivals, you know, connect with people who are making movies. And she was part of that crowd, you know, cause she had, she was like this at the time, like this teen prodigy, she had just directed this horror film. They had a, um, a big premiere at the Egyptian theater. So I was like, what? you know, and I had no idea I'd met her at Warner brothers, but through a mutual friend, we were at this award show. And so we'd stayed in touch. And then all these years later, she hit me up and said, Hey cash, I'm doing this movie. Do you want to play opposite me? I'm like, let's do hell. Yeah. You know, why not? Of course I would. And, and then we, you know, we had a good conversation on the show and then she was uh, featured in, um, in our film festival. She directed a, a music video by a hip hop artist named, a head crack and he's out in Georgia. He does a, the morning hustle show. So it's, you know, it's, it's just cool. You know, you just, one thing leads That's to the awesome. next I and mean, all those years. Yeah. You know, all these years ago it was like, she was this prodigy filmmaker, you know, just out of high school directed this movie, you know, we we're in the same crowd. She has a, a friend introduces us at Warner brothers. I go to her premiere a few years later, she hits me up for an acting job. She comes on my show. Then we're, you know, we're both at a film festival. So, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, those every people come That's back so around. That, yeah. That's awesome. It, you know, and, Folks, we're, we're going to wrap up here real soon because uh, Cash needs to, you know, he's got Hollywood parties to hit to. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. He's got, you know, he probably has De Niro just waiting in another room right now. <laughs> but, hey, Bobby, but, you know, 10 minutes. Bobby, I'll be right there. Uh, but 
you know, you, it brings up a, a, a kind of a question as you were mentioning all these indie festivals and all this other stuff. You know, you've watched, you know, you physically have been in the middle of from direct to DVD was a thing to mm. I can order a DVD from Netflix to the world of streaming. Your your career has walked that path mm. from 05 to now. Do you feel like you see any difference being an actor because the Netflix and the Hulu and everybody wants to put out content now? Is it easier or harder to get a job? And if it is, and how's the quality of those jobs? I mean, I, I think we live in a great time because so, as you mentioned, I, mean, I remember being a kid and you know, a movie comes out, you had to wait six months for it to be available on video or pay-per-view. Uh, then, um, uh, then a year later it would be on cable. Now you could, a lot of times what happens, I mean, yes, of course the Marvel movies and, you know, your Mavericks, they're going to get a worldwide distribution. And, you know, that's why we go to the movies uh, for the, for, you know, you, I understand the demographics and, you know, the, the, yeah, the theater experience is meant for those types of movies, and I love going to the theater. But there are so many mid-level movies that, and I, and that's actually what I started noticing because you know I was working at WME in like the late two thousand in the voiceover department, and that's you know how I and and I so I I was starting to see um, this shift around the time when I was like working you know in more of the professional atmosphere where it was like okay you know things are going you know they're like doing sequels they're cranking out sequels and blockbusters were disappearing and then i think it was like around 2015 uh, yeah like i was like doing jack and cocaine and doing these other independent movies and then i was going to these other he wasn't doing i wasn't doing yeah i was doing exactly and then i was noticing yeah i mean like a movie would get released and then you are you know they have a big premiere and then that night it was available uh to download and then and that's yeah. when i saw the marketing aspect of it where it's like yeah you know you can get the you know you want influencers with big social media marketing so that's like a built-in audience and so I, I do the thing is i like that there's opportunities and i'm all about people working i mean i want you know just pick up a camera get some stuff going at the same time the, and then but then there's this thing where i I mean, one, it's like, you know, again, you know, we, I mean, I have to be selective about what I see because, you know, just, you know, we're working all the time. It's not like, you know, I can't like, I mean, if, and I always worry about binging a new show because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be hooked on this. I'm not going to get up done. So, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think there is a lot of good content and there's a lot of great actors. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, 20, 25 years ago with that formula, I was just saying there would have been a lot of movies that may have never seen the light of day or, I, you know, I hear stories about actors say, oh, we shot this movie. We never saw it again. But now it seems like there's an audience for anything. So, you know, yeah. why not just, just be options, you know, and you make a decision if it's something that you want to see or something you want to skip. But, you know, at least people are out there. There's a platform and people have a shot. So more power to them. Now, you've mentioned binging shows. Yeah, obviously, you probably do it. I, I have my I have my new favorites. Uh, I went as soon as it ended. It was Last Kingdom was one of my favorites that's ever been on TV justified is still my number one show that i've ever watched is there any shows out there that's on the cash radar it's on the cash register right now to pay the bills what's on the cash register i like that you can coin that uh what's on the cash register that's going to pay the bills that if you could be on one of those shows right now and be i don't care what ancillary character it is what binge worthy show would you like to be on Oh gosh. I mean, I, Oh, you know, I love, um, one of my favorite shows ended this year, a uh, better call Saul, huge breaking bad fan. I mean, I I'd love like, that's my kind of a show. If I could just, you know, with the writing, the kinds of characters, I mean, that would be a dream come true, a show like that. Have you watched snowfall yet? I haven't seen snowfall yet. Oh my gosh. Cash. We, when we get off of here, forget about Bobby, Bobby D. Forget about them guys that are out there in the hallway waiting to get on your show. You need to watch Snowfall. It's about Snowfall, Los, okay. it's Los Angeles in the eighties, and it's about the CIA bringing cocaine and creating the crack epidemic. Oh, okay, yes, okay, I know. You know, oh gosh, you know, I think it's I started FX, show. FX, brother. I promise you on all that's holy. It is like my wife and I sit down and we'll watch like an episode 
and we'll look at the time. We're like, yeah, it's nine thirty. We just watched one. I will play another one. And now it's ten thirty, and you know, next thing we know is it. Uh, we got somebody in here. Potamus, Potamus. What's up, Eric Potamus? I'm not sure who that is. Uh, hi, they're on Twitch checking us out. We appreciate you hanging out. But um, yeah, definitely. I got that's my recommendation. So we're gonna get ready to close up the shop here. Put a bow on on everything, yeah. folks. Um, and I also, well, let's get you off. Um, also, you mentioned Justify. My really good friend Valerie Brandy played Trixie on Justified on FX, and uh, she was a guest on the show. And she actually came on Good Day Live with us. Who was she on Justified? She was Trixie. She was in the third season. Valerie Brandy. Yeah, I know who Trixie. Yes, I love that show. And thank you, Potetmus. Just wanted to say hi. Hi, hi, Potetmus. I appreciate hi, you popping in. We yes. appreciate you. But uh, yeah. yes, I am, you know, Justify is coming back, right? Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, I got to talk to Val. Okay. Yeah. They're doing a, um, so Timothy Oliphant is doing another series with that, where instead of Raylan Givens being, look, instead of Raylan Givens being in Harlan County, he's mm-hmm. uh, back to being a uh, U.S. Marshal in the city. So he's okay. he's place in a city somewhere which is interesting because that's actually the very first episode he was a marshal in miami all right so very first before they send him back to harlan county where he was originally was from and he knew everybody so i told you i was yeah. like that was my show Patton oswald show. Was oh yeah Patton, Patton oswald was on that show Patton, okay yeah i like that but i think Patton like gets into everything like if you need like oh yeah like he's he's that guy where you're like, did you know Patton Oswald was in that? Where the hell was Patton Oswald? Just go watch the damn shit. He's in the movie. And next thing you know, you're like, <laughs> you're like no shit. Uh, uh, Potetma says, I am so lost in Hollywood films and actors. The films don't get that much cinema time over here compared to the local stuff. Where's over here at there, Potetmas? You have to tell us where over here is at. But well, that's a great point. You know, I know we're getting ready to wrap this up because you've got you've got to get ready to run there, Cash. But that's a great point. I just watched Black Adam on HBO uh-huh. Max. Yes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not been out of the theaters a couple of months. It's been you know mm-hmm. ago it was released. I don't like those movies. I don't even go to the theaters. I'm not a big theater person anymore, only because mm-hmm. I've got kids and you know a five year old and all these other things. She's in Norway. I heard Troll. Oh, okay. Was it global? Okay. Oh, are you talking about Netflix troll? That I heard was very good. I haven't got a chance to watch it. Uh, and thank you for joining us from Norway. That's so awesome. Look, we uh, yeah. this is the the Above the Bar podcast international version. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get ready to put a put a bow on this thing, folks. Make sure you go check out Cash and Cash's show on the air with Cash, and that's K A S H. That S is he uses the dollar sign. You can find him there. Make sure you're checking out his IMDb, his, his Instagram, he's on Facebook, he's on LinkedIn, you name it. You can find Cash everywhere. He's just like myself. Reach out there, follow, find him, follow him. He's got about 35 different Instagram pages that either somebody has made for him or you know his fan pages. I expect that all of you are, are jumping on those. Uh, Poe Tetma says, so many local spots were filmed during, during it. Actually saw the huge Viking ship arena. Near it. I'm gonna have to go watch. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. Okay. Troll. I just haven't watched it yet. I need to go. It's on my list. It's actually on my uh add to my add to my list. Uh, so I need to go watch that one. Potap Mr. You're gonna make me go watch it. So make sure you're 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 reaching out, you're going and finding cash. Uh, if you're finding us through cash, as I always say, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those different spots. Instagram is the above the bar podcast, TikTok is TikTok is the above the bar podcast. Biggest thing that you can do for us is when you see our pages on Facebook or you see anything, you start following us, do both Cash and I a favor. You cannot understand how important it is to us to take a moment, give us a five-star rating, give us a comment. That's how other people find us. If you enjoy Cash's content and you want it to grow, give him a five-star rating and give him a comment. If you like this content, give us a five-star rating, give us a comment. Other people get to see it. It grows, and you get to be one of those people that say, hey, I knew about it when. Now, Cash, don't log off on me here. I got one thing I got to talk to you afterwards for just a moment. Uh, I do have to, we do have to take care of one important thing as traditional on the show. The guest 
always gets the final word. So what is the final word from you, Cash? Uh, well, first, I want to thank you, Sean, for having me on your podcast. This has been great talking to you. And just everyone listening, I really appreciate all your support. And, uh, you know, really, I mean, Sean is amazing. And we've had just such a great conversation. Please tune into his podcast. It's a it's a blast. And uh, really, just, you know, keep believing in yourself. And like you know, we were talking about earlier, I just love that there's so much accessibility these days. So if you want to start a show or get a movie done, there's so much accessible. So get out there and do it. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 